Oh, baby. It is going, you can tell, with an intro, with the cowbell like that, 8-bit cowbell like that, it's going to be a hell of an episode. I am Chris. I am also Chris, and that was Don't Fear the Reaper? Yeah, it sure was. Hell yeah. If you need 8-bit cowbell, we are your hookup. We're the big papa pump of 8-bit <laughs> cowbell, and it is an all-new episode of the Friends with Benefits podcast, the most number one, most downloaded podcast, most listened to podcast on all of the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network. With an this calls for a celebration, my friend. All right. Oh, yeah, an old Steve Weiser. Let me it's tell a good you, one too. by the way, a, uh, a couple weeks ago, I actually had the uh, the Broken Skull IPA for the first time. So good. It is great. Like, I, I'm not a uh, i'm not a beer drinker uh i am i'm a jack and coke kind of guy uh my beer of choice is is miller light like i don't i'm not fancy when it comes to beer like i don't like a lot of beers people are always like oh this one's so great this one's so great and i'm like eh i mean i just don't really like beer uh but i'm a fan of the broken skull ipa yeah. Um, friend of the show, Julian, uh, he and I know one of the Kroger's here that carries it in town. And whenever one of us goes up there, we'll always send the other a Snapchat saying, uh, left you one. <laughs> like there was one time they had six, four wow. packs and I bought five of them and just sent him a Snapchat that said left you one. Well, um, you know, if, uh, sometime in the next, uh, few months, I know that I'm going to see you. I don't know if that will ever happen, but uh, sometime in the next, uh, you know, six to eight weeks, maybe. Um, if I if I'm going to see you, uh, there's a there's a liquor store here in town that carries it, and they have a shit ton all the time. Oh. So hell yeah, oh hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, you might be getting a special little gift from me then. Buddy, it might be more than a special little gift. If you let me know how much they have, I might pay you just buy me a full case. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, like, so. uh, yeah, they've, they've always got a ton. Uh, but on a completely and totally unrelated note, uh, not related to anything else, uh, as broken on the uh, Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network Facebook page earlier this week, Stay tuned Friday, this uh, Friday, August the 21st. See, I got the date right this time. Uh, yeah, buddy. The first of our 13-week Friday the 13th special episode series. I It's been tough keeping this a secret because... Yeah. It's it's a it's a massive undertaking, but uh, for 13 weeks we are going to do an episode every Friday, a bonus episode released every Friday, where we go one by one through the entire Friday the 13th series. Each episode is its own individual movie, and I know what you're saying because people at home are like, "But wait, if it's 13 weeks." And there's 12 movies in the series. If you include, you know, Jason, uh, Friday the 13th, 1 through 8, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, obviously the best out of all of them. Uh, Absolutely. Freddy versus Jason, and the reboot, 
that makes 12. Hmm. But it's, I will repeat myself, it is a 13-week bonus episode series. We got some surprises in store. Um, some real bucket list items uh, in the midst of this series. But that's all that we'll say for now, so stay tuned. Uh, first episode drops Friday, August 21st. And oh, here, here's a little bonus incentive to get you to listen. Yeah. Uh, three-man show. Yeah, yeah. We bring in a special consultant. We have a special guest star uh, making his Friends with Benefits debut on this series. So You may just see a couple more. You might. You may just see a couple more. We got a lot of surprises in store. We have a lot of surprises in store for this series. So I'm super psyched about it. Uh, if you want to help us do more of those uh, series like that, special episodes on location stuff, live shows, anything like that, patreon.com slash FWB podcast. Uh, it's the friends with benefits podcast, Patreon page where for as little as $1, you can uh, help us grow, help us, uh, you know, uh, expand our network and uh, bring you more shows, more episodes, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff uh, that we would love to do uh, that we just, uh, we can't do without your help. So uh, we have 203 episodes in the archive that you get immediate permanent access to. So, Most of those are even good. Yeah, I mean, at least half of them are good. So, I mean, for <laughs> as little as a dollar, I mean, 400-plus hours of content. Like, that's it's a lot for a little. So, uh, and we give it all to you, even if you only pledge for a month and then you, you decide you don't want to pledge anymore. That's cool. You still get to keep access to, to all of those. Uh, we have a bunch of celebrity interviews. We have uh, all of our classic episodes. You know, there's a... There's a lot of really good content in there, um, but when we offer you know bonus episodes and uh, the chance to be on the show and uh, intergender championship title matches, all that stuff, all kinds of stuff is available. Oh, I forgot you're getting murdered. Yeah, I will. So get in while you still can, while the show's active, because it won't be for long. <laughs> the show will not be going on for long. And also, one more, uh, one more bit before we get into our uh, our first point of uh, the actual show uh be sure to check out uh, our uh our dear friend of the show uh jason's uh before it all starts again podcast uh on anchor uh we we link to it uh we'll we we're always uh retweeting uh when he posts new episodes he comes out with a new episode weekly uh his episode this week is great it's about uh hobbies and obsessions uh, throughout your life. So great episode. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really easy listen. Uh, it's great stuff. So make sure to check that out as well. So we like Jason. Yeah, we do. Um, he is our, uh, he's, he's a good dude. He's a, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, his show is great. Uh, he's it's, it's him and it's, it's just him, and it's awesome. Like, it, it goes by so fast. Like, it's, it's like just talking to a friend. So Yeah, and it's, it's not hyperbole when we say that it is very impressive that he can do about 35 to 40 minutes by himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's what I said when he was on the show. I need someone to play off of. Yeah, uh, that's true. You and I do that really well, but I just, 
you know, if it, in a crunch, I think I could maybe do about 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. But I think that would be about all I could do. It's it's tough. Uh, a one-man podcast is really, really tough. And he does a fantastic job. It's really good because um, it's it never feels like it drags. Uh, like I'll listen to it on my commute uh, to and from work, and it it makes me not hate traffic because like I'll get stuck at a red light and I'm like it's cool you know Jason's here and I'm listening to him talk about uh, you know the the uh, adventures that he goes on during the week and how he's doing on fishing and that stuff like I will uh, I'll be like I don't mind sitting at a red light so he has yeah. done the near impossible and he makes me not hate traffic so you know there's that <laughs> so which is one of the best compliments I can possibly give so um but uh but yeah so uh man we were we were talking earlier and uh we were talking about man what do we what do we talk about in the beginning cuz you know last week we did you know just how things are going just a general uh checkup on how how yeah. we've been doing and uh one of the things that uh I don't think I mentioned last week is I've been doing a lot of uh uh, pro wrestling match clips on the YouTubes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've been looking up like classic, classic wrestling. Like the night. When I say classic, um, I mean like Monday Night Wars clips. But what I'll do is I'll put in like I, I don't look for like the the DX matches or the Goldberg matches or the Bret Hart stuff or the Steve Austin stuff. Like I look for the stuff that you know I, I've completely forgotten about. Like um, I'll tell you a match that uh, you can find on the YouTube's that is is really great is uh, Ultimo Dragon, who was always one of my favorites uh, on Nitro. Ooh. And uh, it, it's if you type in Ultimo Dragon Thunder Liger. Uh, yes, please. And there's a full match. And it's the one. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Um, it is uh, seven minutes, five seconds. It's in HD. It's uh, from it's from a Nitro in 1996. And oh, my gosh, like amazing. So that's what I've been doing is I've been looking up uh, like these obscure-ish wrestling matches on YouTube, like Ultimo Dragon matches. Well, I figured you would you would cover the the nineties, yeah, and maybe maybe the early aughts pretty well. So I'm actually I came up with a few uh, more recent ones. Okay, that people may have slept on. Uh, the first one I really wanted to talk about is one of my personal favorite matches of all time. Uh, do you remember when WWE did that event from Tokyo in 2015? I do remember that. Yeah. I'll tell you why uh, I remember that is because uh, it was a scored event for the Fantasy Wrestling League. Oh, shit, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but it features one of my favorite matches. Uh, it was the culmination of their feud. Owens had already kind of bumped up to the main roster, but he was still NXT champion. 
And a bunch of people thought he would lose in his first defense against Finn. He ended up winning. So they carried it over and they carried it all the way into uh, this event. Beast in the East yep. is what it was called. It aired at like four in the morning. So, of course, no one in the States watched it. Um, excuse me. There it was. <laughs> they, uh, but it featured Kevin Owens versus uh, Finn Balor for the NXT championship match goes like right at 17 minutes and it, it is phenomenal. It has a bunch of like false finishes and that kind of stuff. It features at the beginning of the match, you know, they do the, the classic like big fight thing for Japan and they give them like the streamers are being thrown. They give them the, the things of flowers. Owens of course destroys his throws it at the flower girl on the outside of the ring. Like, uh, Finn did a really awesome version of the demon that had like a kind of Godzilla monster feel to it. Um, the I'm sure you, you you've seen the the painted up Iron Man. Oh yeah, helmet that looks like Finn and that's yeah. Finn did that one to look like that version of the demon because it's one of my favorites. Okay, all right. Um, and it is. Well, well worth 17 minutes of your time. I'm sure it's probably not something WWE be stringently pulling off YouTube. So if you don't have the network, I can also assume it's probably one of those free things on the network now. So it's, again, so, so worth your time. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check that out. Definitely like that. check that out. Um, yeah, because that, that is one of those that a lot of people kind of slept on. Yeah. Uh, that, that whole event, a lot of people kind of slept on that. Uh, I've also been, see, I'm, here's, here's my thing. I'm, I'm big into gimmick wrestlers. Okay. Like not, not like I can, I'm a big fan of, you know, like actual people who can wrestle like good wrestlers, but, um, I am a huge fan of gimmick wrestlers. Like, uh, you show me a, a, a Disco Inferno match, and I'll watch them all day. Uh, <laughs> but one of my matches that I love more than anything is uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, wrestling gimmicks of all time. And the match has kind of become... The match is fairly well known, but a lot of people have not seen it in a really long time. Uh, March of 2003. One okay. Of, one of my favorite characters of all time, the Hurricane. Oh. Going one-on-one with the Great One, the Rock. And, you know, I always thought uh, that the Hurricane kind of... Uh, yeah. I thought that he took that character, Shane Helms took that character and did so much more with it than it was ever really meant to be and got it so over. And, you know, you watch that match and you're like, damn, like he can wrestle. He's not just a, like a goofy, a goofy putz. And that movie, that, that, that match is fantastic. Uh, oh. And I think, I think it's on, I think someone uploaded it on YouTube, like in parts. Uh, but like, it's so, if you can find, if you can find it, it is so worth watching. 
It's 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 so good. And I absolutely positively cannot recommend finding all of the backstage vignettes oh for this. Oh my god, yes. Because like Hurricane like he used to do this thing where like he would Hurricane would be in the back and then he would like jump off screen like he was flying away. And most people like wouldn't sell it. Like they they wouldn't they, they would treat it like he just jumped off screen. Friggin' The Rock like looks up in the sky like he literally flew off. And like it's the little things like that that make The Rock so great that you don't even realize that he's doing, but they're just so good. But their back and forth is incredible. It's so good. And yeah, the, the, the match that comes from it is, is so perfect. Even how The Rock sells that the hurricane flies off. Yeah. At the end of all of them, where he'll be like, and you know, you, I know you can envision the, the look I just made when I said that. I sure can. Um, some of some of the best promo work I think in wrestling history is that, or vignettes, or whatever the hell you want to call it, backstage segments. Um. So you pulled out a cruiserweight match, so I had to go back and talk about one of my absolute uh, favorites. And I had to look up the date from this. Also from March, but not from 2003. From 1999, on Monday Night Nitro, Rey Mysterio versus who I believe to be one of the most underrated cruiserweight wrestlers of all time. Oh, wow. Billy Kidman. Oh, Billy, yes. Which, first of all, like props to Billy Kidman because for a while he was with Tori Wilson, who, if you have not seen Tori Wilson's uh, Twitter or Instagram today, uh, do yourself a favor. We'll wait, go look, uh, and then come back. Yeah. Welcome back, right? Like, holy crap. Like, good on you, Billy Kidman. Uh, yeah, I've never been a Rey Mysterio fan. I was a Rey Mysterio fan in his WCW run until he got unmasked. Yeah. And then I like from that point on for the rest of his career, like I could not care less about Rey Mysterio. I actually kind of strongly dislike Rey Mysterio, but yeah, his stuff then, and especially with Billy Kidman is just off the charts. Great. Uh, Unpopular opinion. I think, uh, like, I really think we should be putting Billy Kidman, like, why is there no thing for Kidman to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I looked up this match because I had to figure out what the date on it was, and it pulled me to this garbage wrestling site. But I will say, uh, where's the where's the line? Kidman and Mysterio wrestle one of the best ever matches of the less than 10 minutes in length mark. Yeah. Uh, if I know this is a random ass Monday night nitro, but it is so worth your time. Um, and again, I just told you it's less than 10 minutes. So including entrances, you're maybe out 11, 11 and a half minutes. Um, if you disagree with me, let me know and I'll tell you every reason you're wrong. Uh, he'll do it too. He does it for less. Yeah. yeah. For things I'm less passionate about that too. That is true. <laughs> that is also true. Um, 
Yeah, there's that era of Rey Mysterio matches where, like, him and, you know, everybody knows the Halloween Havoc uh, Eddie Guerrero match. Um, Mm -hmm. But he has a run of, you know, him and Jericho, him and friggin' La Parca, him and... You know, all of these cruiserweights, Ultimo, like any, anything Rey Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon is friggin' on fire. Uh, Psychosis, all these guys, uh, you pick a Rey Mysterio match in the 97, 96, 97, 98 timeline, it's going to be gold. Yeah. Yeah. Fan freaking tastic. Um, yeah, I just want to keep talking about how great I thought Disco Inferno was. That's all. That's all. Yeah, my list was literally, uh, like, the stuff that I've been looking up is uh, Hurricane stuff, um, Disco Inferno stuff, and Ultimo Dragon matches. I have uh, one more I wanted to touch on. What you got? Because I'm me. Uh I know it's considered one of the best points in Cena's career, but I think a lot of the U.S. Open Challenge stuff kind of went by the wayside because so many of them were just one-offs. Yeah. Um, shoot. Cesaro versus Cena. I have to get the exact date on this. Uh, da, 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 da. July 6th, 2015. Uh, it was, you know, shortly after the Owens feud had started, but yeah, you have two absolute workhorses just going at each other for, I think like 15 to 17 minutes. And it's John Cena and Cesaro, like what's not to like about that match. And it's Cena when he was kind of untethered and able to actually like wrestle matches. So where they weren't feeling like they had to protect him for every single thing he did. Yeah, and you know that I'm down for anything Cesaro. Because uh, Cesaro is like, it is a complete and total freaking crime that Cesaro has not been world champion up until this point. Yeah. And at the age of 40, I don't see it happening for him, which is trash. Yeah, I mean, if if you can give uh, Jinder Mahal a world title run, but you can't give Cesaro a world title run. It says a lot about you as a company. And where your prior, I guess if they would have uh, opened up the network to Switzerland uh, eventually and not at the launch, then he could have had a title run. Oh, come on. Give me a a full breakdown. It's bullshit. So when when your list of universal champions includes names like Goldberg twice, Lesnar three times, and Rollins twice, Wait, 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 there's no room on that list for Cesaro. There's no room on a world championship list to include Cesaro. A guy who, like, especially during the whole Cesaro section thing, 
How? How did he not get a title run? Well, you heard, uh, did you see that Rusev interview? No. Okay, so Rusev, uh, apparently, like, he did this interview where he's talking about uh, Rusev Day and how the WWE treated Rusev Day. And so he's like, I went to Vince and I said, they're, they're selling out of Rusev Day shirts. And Vince is like, what do you mean? And he's like, they're selling out of the shirts. And Vince goes, oh, well, I guess they didn't make enough then. And he apparently tried to convince Rusev that they were chanting Rusev Day to mock him and to like to not, uh, you know, to antagonize him and to not that it wasn't in support of him. It was like to make fun of him. Uh, No. And it's like, that's why, you know, that's why people who get over organically in the WWE will never succeed. Being in a ring of honor crowd of 5,000 and having us all chant Rusev day. Yeah. Or, uh, cutting to John Cena at the pre-show for WrestleMania and having the entire crowd chant Rusev day at him. Yep. Uh, and honest to God, if you need more than, more than WrestleMania, Go back and watch the 2018 Rumble where he is entrant number one, and that crowd is ecstatic for everything he does for the entire, like, 20-ish minutes he's in the match. Well, as much as I don't appreciate the character, uh, look no further than Zack Ryder yeah. for evidence of, of, you know, you get yourself over organically and they will squash you just because – just to prove a point, uh, Cesaro, and that uh, t- to circle back to the point is Cesaro getting over with the Cesaro section. That was the point where he would never be world champ because he got over on his own without the machine helping him, and they didn't want him. Like they 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 want they want you to feel like you need them to succeed. And Cesaro got over to the point where, you know, people were bringing their own signs and chanting for him and all this stuff. And like, he was very over. And what did he get for it? A tag team title run. And that's about it. And he yeah, got a he, shirt that says uh, Thwith Thyborg with his friggin' teeth. Like, they made fun of him cracking his teeth. Have you heard the bit about that, though? Oh, God, no. Uh, apparently, that legitimately was Rollins, Ambrose, and Sheamus that went to creative and designed that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, they they literally did that to, like, I mean, it was his friends ribbing him. So... And then they made that it into a damn so shirt. Like it's yeah. like it's funny, and I like that story. But it's like uh, you're going to market that shirt, but you know you can't give him a damn you know thirty day run. Like uh, I just I just it, it that that's why that's why current wrestling pisses me off so much. That's why I stick with the '90s and Ultimo Dragon. Man who had like friggin' fifteen titles at the same time. Shit, yes. Um, 
But that's not uh, that's not what we're here for, really. This week is it? It is. Okay, that's it. We're done for. Uh... Yeah, we're done. We're done. Well, as always, thank uh, you for joining. Bye, guys. Oh, Fuck yeah. yourselves. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> it. That's uh, what we say. No, last week we talked uh, about uh, something. I don't remember. Um, but I know we're doing the opposite this week. It was like, what the hell happened to that? Yeah. We talked about like movie series, TV shows. I got the bitch about how I met your mother. That's right. I remember that. Don't do drugs, kids. Do fun drugs at least. Nothing yeah, dangerous. If you're gonna do drugs, do something fun. But uh yeah, we did. We we ran down a bunch of T V shows that sucked. And some movie franchises that even went in some what the hell directions. That is also true, Fast and Furious. But we we, we want to we're we're all about the fair and balanced here, so we want to give the opposition equal time. Uh, and it also stretches to another week of topics. So, because uh, you brought up an interesting point in your text message to me during the episode last week, and you said, "What about one-offs, single entries that deserve more?" It's true. And I was like, damn, that's a good point. There are a lot of single movies, I would even say, you know, seasons of shows, uh, video games that deserve another entry. And, uh, you know, like immediately the one that I've always talked about is, uh, how come the, my bloody Valentine remake did not get a sequel. Dude. Absolutely. My God, that movie is good. It is. And it's like, it grasps the cheese of like an awesome eighties 3d movie really well. It had relevancy and like, cause here's the thing. I don't know how that movie and the Friday the 13th remake haven't shot up in popularity because of the popularity of Supernatural. Yeah. Like five years later when Supernatural, when, you know, when you could walk into a hot topic and a third of it's Supernatural bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping at that point be like, I know it's like six years down the road, but like I was genuinely hoping that that would get us a um, My Bloody Valentine sequel. I was like, Jared Padalecki's hot right now. Not Jared Padalecki. Jensen Ackles is hot That's right now. One. Like, they can do it. Like, because uh, it's one of the few, like, I don't own it on Blu-ray because I just haven't had it. But it is one of the few things I have still kept on DVD every single time my DVD collection has shrunk. It's so good. I, I saw it in theaters with the 3D. And, oh, my God, like... There's a point in the very beginning uh, in that, like, that prelude where he throws the axe at the screen. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, like, first of all, the opening credits with the newspaper clippings are amazing. Like, the 3D work on that was unbelievable. But that part, like, I legit freaked out. Like, it, it, it got me. Like, that 3D effect got me. And holy shit, like it was so good. 
it was it was amazing like it was it, like i've i've watched a lot of 3d movies i've seen uh, more horror movies than i can count and uh it takes a lot for a movie to get me and that was the perfect use of the 3d at the perfect moment and like everybody in the theater like dodged in their seat and it was it was a it was a, a one of those movie moments like in a theater that was like i'll never forget it i will never forget being in that theater you know you had to bring that up huh <laughs> it's one of the like i don't go to theaters hardly at all but for whatever reason, I was like, yeah, I'm going to see this in theaters because, like, it looks great. And, oh, my God, like, yeah, well worth it. I've told you, that, like, I think I've mentioned it on this show before. And we had it planned that we were going to go to a, it was like 740 showing. We were like, all right, cool. We get up there at, like, 630, 640, like, because it's opening night. We still want to get there. I'm not thinking it's going to be packed at all. Sold out. Both screens. Both 3D shows. I asked about the 10 o'clock. Both screens sold out. I call the Brandon Crossing Movie Theater. It's the movie tavern we have here in town now. It was something different at the time. 3D showings sold out. 2D showings sold out. I call Regal. Every single theater in town had sold out every 3D showing they'd had for the entire night by 6.30. I was... So pissed. So pissed. Yeah, that, that's that is like that. That is one of those movies that I'm like, I'm glad I got to see it in theaters. Like I, I literally bought the 3D Blu-ray just so I could have it. I need to watch it on uh, with my PlayStation VR. Oh, fuck you. Because, oh, my God, <laughs> that would be amazing. I just thought of that because I just realized, oh, yeah, the PlayStation VR will accurately play 3D, which is why the uh, the the actual 3D disc of the Friday the 13th box set that's coming from Scream Factory is a big deal for me now because um, now I can actually watch it in correct 3D. But I never even thought of that until literally just now. Well, so, <laughs> so I'm going to send you a link because I, I briefly mentioned this when we uh, finished the show last week to you. And it's uh good Lord, that beer's making me burpy. Um, it's, it's a show. It was an ABC show uh, that only went eight episodes, but it was a ton of fun. Sorry, I have something caught. I don't know if you ever watched it. It was eight episodes long. It was called The River. Oh, I don't remember this one. The entire premise of the show was uh, this guy played by Bruce Greenwood hosted a kind of like Steve Irwin style show. Okay. Um, he goes missing and his daughter and, you know, a crew go looking for him. The thing I really liked about the show, the entire eight-episode season is done found footage. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, it's done through like security cameras on the boat, uh, you know, like handy cams. I think someone has like a helmet cam at some point, just different little odd and like, it, it was just fun how they captured all the different like angles and that kind of stuff. And it's honestly like, I'd never seen a major network attempt to do like a found footage series before. Yeah. And you know how I feel about found footage. <laughs> I know you don't. Like so it. I do. I really do. I hate that. I like it, but I really do. Yeah, you do. Um, it had a nice, like the only thing I'll say about it is it only went eight episodes and they got canceled, but it didn't end on this like huge cliffhanger. It at least kind of it fit well for a series or season ending. That makes but sense. I, yeah. I always was like, even if they'd just gone like the Jericho route and just given them like, hey, we're going to bring you back for four episodes to bring up that little bit of a story we left open ended at the end of season one to like finish that up would have been fine with it. Yeah. But no, but I, no. I was so mad how they did uh, uh, with Jericho because season one ends and then season two time jumps and the end of season one is like all you want to do is just like figure out what happens. And mm-hmm. then when you start season two, it's like, oh, yeah, like they just like pretend that it never happened and they're like oh yeah they they they're they're very dismissive about oh yeah like it happened but whatever and it's like oh my gosh like the two towns are about to go at it and then they just time jump and i i I always remember like i finished the first season and i went right into the second season and i was so mad that it deflated me for the rest of the season buddy Imagine being one of us who waited a year. Because they canceled it. I caught up on DVD. And season two finally like aired, got put out. And, you know, it was a writer's strike thing. They got dropped from like 10 episodes to six. And those six episodes sure do exist. The first season was so good. The second season was so not. Yeah, and the third season was a comic book. We don't talk about that. We definitely do. Remember when that was the rage? Like, uh, television shows getting a season as a comic book? Buffy, Heroes. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Jericho. What? Like, what was the deal with that? Like, it... That always confused me that it was because then for a while they were talking about making uh, Reaper season three, a comic book. Oh God. Oh my God. Shows that should have gotten a third season. Right. Yeah. Like give me one more season of friggin' Reaper. Like season one was good, but like it was very uneven monster of the week, but season two, it hit its stride so well. Gone. Yep. What a shame. Um, yeah, just very, very unfortunate. Can we talk about the fact that Galaxy Quest should have a sequel? Galaxy Quest also had a a sequel as a comic book, but I don't count that. 
Galaxy Quest Shield of that is equal. Uh, the only Star Trek related thing that I can stand. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> Are you sorry? Not really. I haven't seen anything about this Lower Decks cartoon that looks like it's kind of funny, but I uh, eh, I don't know how much I need to know about it. So, whatever. But, uh, yeah, Galaxy Quest. Maybe it's just because I really like Tim Allen. Uh-huh. Like, I, I love Tim Allen. Like, I will watch Tim Allen in just about anything. And, but Galaxy Quest is just so good. And it's a crime that it did not get a second movie. I don't count DLC as sequels. I don't count DLC to other games as sequels. Where the fuck is my Alan Wake 2? Oh my god, right? Because they did that what was like American Nightmare or whatever it was uh, that was okay, but it wasn't really the same thing. No, and it was only what, like two hours long? Yeah. Did you ever watch the uh the like the little mini series they did as like a prequel? No. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna find it for you. Um yeah, they there was a uh uh prequel. Hold on. There was a company that did yeah, it's called Bright Falls. Uh the prequel to Alan Wake. And it's like half an hour like all of it together is like half an hour long. But like it's an official thing that they did. Uh, it was a uh, live-action miniseries. Um, but yeah, like it was it was an official thing. Hold on, I'm going to share it with you so you can watch it. Uh, it's really really good. Like because they it, you like you're going to recognize locations and stuff. Um, it's pretty awesome. Like it gets you real hyped. Like be careful though. Because you're going to watch it, and then you're going to be like, I want to go back and play Alan Wake now. Uh, it's on Game Pass right now, so I'm <laughs> fine with that. So, yeah, just uh, take a half an hour, watch that, and you will love it. I cannot agree more. Alan Wake is such a good game, and it's the last game that I've been carded for. I'm going to let this play for a couple seconds. Yep. 33.01, four seconds in. Going to shut that down, so it'll... So when I open my YouTube app on my TV, when we're done recording, it'll be the first thing in my history. Ha! It's, it's so good. Uh, so and yeah, go ahead. Bold statement. Right. Best teen rated horror game ever made. Oh God. Yeah. Hands down, hands down. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, it, I, I put it up there with, um, uh, honestly, like if I had to pick my, like first, second, third of horror video games, it would be some combination of Alan Wake, Until Dawn, Dead Space Two. Whew. Like those are my top three somewhere, some order, like order to be decided, but like those three. <laughs> so you know I love Alan Wake because you know how much I love Until Dawn. Yeah, we do. We we share two of those, but I think I and I hate being so cliche about it. Uh, it's Alan Wake until dawn, and probably Silent Hill too. Okay, as long as you didn't pick like Resident Evil too, I'm okay with that. No, my favorite Resident Evil still four. <sighs> I know. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil four, the Evil Dead. What it, it, Resident Evil four is to video games, what Evil Dead is to DVD releases. 
is the best parallel that I can say because they hoard out Resident yeah. Evil 4 on everything. Like, there's 50,000 versions of Evil Dead or Terminator uh, on DVD. They released so many Resident Evil 4s that... Yeah... You can download it on your fucking phone. Yeah, I, I'm sure somewhere there's a Resident Evil 4 for the TI-83 graphing calculator if you look hard <laughs> enough. Because, my God. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think about like other good teen-rated horror games. I think Fatal Frame was up there. What was the one um, uh, for play? Was it Clock Tower? I think that one. Oh, yeah. Clock Tower was good. I, I have the spiritual successor downloaded on PS4. Ah. I think uh, it's like M, though. It's called, like, Remothered, like, Undead Fathers or something like that. Okay. Terrifying. Um, There's also a great teen-rated kind of survival, yes. not really survival, but, like, action horror game on PS2 called Ghost Hunter. But that is not what we're talking about. No. We are talking about... Uh, Things that deserved more. Yes. Things that deserved more. I already talked about Alan Wake and the River. Those are two of my big ones. You knocked it out of the park with My Bloody Valentine. I had something and then I lost it because I went on my little rant. I know. Well, we get we get uh, sidetracked, but that's okay. Uh, and, like I've been fortunate enough in the last few years that like a lot of stuff that I liked has has gotten sequels because up until a couple years ago I would have said up and down Super Troopers should have gotten a sequel yeah. but it did so you know that's a like check that off the list um you know so I've been I can't complain too much like I've been fortunate enough that um you know some of the stuff that I really like has gotten a sequel like i i'm still one of those apologists that i think the um the last power rangers movie should have at least gotten a sequel gotten a chance to expand the universe and gotten a sequel absolutely uh i think that you know it, given the chance for a second movie i think that it would have i think it would have been much much better i think they were trying to figure it out and they didn't have a good grasp of what they wanted just after one but I think, you know, the, the the opportunity to get a second one. I think I, I would I would have supported a second one, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, and you know we've talked about it a couple times. We talked about it just before we went on air. Yeah. It's it's flawed. I would not describe that movie as unwatchable. No. Oh no. It's a little I don't own it, but if it would like if it found its way back onto like Hulu or one of the streaming services I have, I'd probably watch it again. Uh, it it's a li- it's very heavy-handed on the uh, product placement. Ugh. But, you know, it had it had potential for growth with with, you know, additional movies. If it would yeah. have just gotten a chance. Uh, yeah. 
I, I really want to troll a bunch of our fan base and say hey. the Ghostbusters 2016 movie. Oh, please, no. Oh. Um, the, the best defense I've seen for that is uh, literally just to shut up all the incels and the haters. Just move forward and tie it into the original. Like, do some parallel universe bullshit and just tie it into the first one. Um. See, there's a uh, there's a comic book series uh, that uh, where like all of the Ghostbusters teams end up meeting. Oh hell yeah! And there's a great panel. Uh, there's like a two page, big like splash two page, and it's like all of the. Ghostbusters dimensions and so it has like screenshots of the video games and like all of the cartoons and like all the different uh you know versions of Ghostbusters and it's so great but uh but yeah there's a there's a comic series where like the uh the movie Ghostbusters meet up with the real Ghostbusters that meet up with extreme Ghostbusters that meet up with the 2016 Ghostbusters and it's like that that I approve of and I I like uh, but that's literally the only, only way I enjoy seeing that team. Like they, they did a series of, you know, like a mini series for each Ghostbusters team. And I always skip the, the 2016 team because I, I don't like any of them. <sighs> Fair, fair. Yeah. You will agree with me and say that Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones were apparently in a completely different movie than Melissa McCarthy and uh, Kristen Wiig, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So are you ready to agree with me harder than you ever thought would be possible? Let's do this. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, Why? God. Why is that and, a one and done? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's what hurts my heart more than anything that I, I'm ever going to tell you. Because I don't know if you remember this. In the Friends with Benefits Patreon archive, there's an episode. Shameless plug. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, where we interview Robert England. And we're getting to the end of the interview. And I say, all right, I have one last question. And I say, behind the mask, too. Are we ever going to see it? And Robert England kind of laughs and he says, it's funny that you ask that. Cause he goes sitting on my desk right now is the finished script. He's like, I've got it right now. He's like, I'm looking at the finished script for behind the mask too. And like at the time, it made me so happy because I was like, oh, there's a finished script and Robert England is obviously on board because he's got it and he's like, you know, this is going to be good. And now looking back on it, Mike, it just makes me so sad to know that he has or at one time had the final script and that movie should have been made. Buddy, absolutely. Yeah, that movie, if you've never seen it, for the love of God, do yourself a favor and watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. My God, what a good movie. 
It is on a certain streaming service right now that we're not going to plug until they pay us. Yep. So you can find it on a streaming service. Yeah. Most of you probably don't have it. Nope. Um, Taint Netflix. Taint Hulu. Both that, that's actually, I think it might be on two. I really think it might be on uh, one of the free ones as well. Ah, uh, like so. fucking Crackle or whatever the shit that one is. I don't know. Tubi. Ah, uh, okay. Tubi. How much longer, by the way, does that Quibi have to live, do you think? The phone only? Yeah. Yeah. But they made a Reno 911 series. Everything and is they, shot in vertical. Like, ugh. Yeah, and a fugitive TV series. Yeah, I give that by the end of the year, they're going to announce that that's dead. Yeah. Mark my words. Buddy, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I want that Ryan Reynolds streaming service for Mint Mobile <sighs> that only has the one movie. I love. Uh, there was one point, I can't remember what it was for, but he posted a screenshot of his desktop. It was fake, like, obviously, like, he did it for the jokes, but he had, like, all these Easter eggs on this, uh, like, he did some video, I think it was like he was wishing, it might have been, like, Hugh Jackman's birthday, and he had, like, he was playing a video, and then, like, he minimized it on the computer, it was like a screen record, and it showed his desktop, and, like, there's so many Easter eggs on that desktop. Like, he is so great. I will not even complain about how dumb I think it is about how he came out with that stupid apology. I don't even want to acknowledge it um, because I just rolled my eyes, and I was like, give me a fucking break. But I still love him to death. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I wish I wish we had the Ryan Reynolds streaming service. <laughs> I want it so bad. He's just too damn charming. I'm that so is glad. true. I'm so glad uh, that he bounced back from what I like to call uh, the worst weekend ever. Oh, God. When he had two movies, oh, two movies open brand new on a single weekend and neither one cracked the top five. Just what a bad, bad weekend to be Ryan Reynolds, but he bounced back. All right. I mean, he was almost low enough to be on this podcast at that weekend, but I wish I know. Right. <laughs> but he's, he's much more successful than that now. Uh, way too good for us at this oh, point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember he had Turbo and R.I.P.D. open the same weekend. Uh, did you watch either of those? Uh, R.I.P.D., yes. How bad? Listen, okay, here's how I describe it. Is it watchable? I'm, I I've, watchable. I've always been interested, but I haven't watched it's, it. It's watchable if you go in knowing that it was promoted as being Ghostbusters meets Men in Black meets Lethal Weapon. But really what you get is Ghostbusters 2 meets Lethal Weapon 2 meets Men in Black 2. Meets the original Hellboy because the second one's better. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, like it's It has a lot of really good ideas, but it just does not execute them very well. 
Oh, so it's Blair Witch 2016. Pretty much, like, pretty much spot on. Like, you want to like it because, like, the premise is actually really cool and fun and, like, it has a lot of potential and your mind kind of is like, oh, well, they could do that and they could do that and they could do that. It just never really gets there. But it's not, it's not as bad as people say it is. In my opinion. But that's just one schlub's opinion. What do you want? What are you going to do? Oh, hey, buddy. It's August 18th. What? Yeah, it's August 18th. Do you know what that means? Oh, God, no. What does it mean? 47 years ago, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre happened. Love you. God, I hate that damn movie. At some point, we're going to do a movie. Like, we're going to do an episode where we're just going to like, it's just going to be called the rant episode. Yes. And what we're going to do is we're just going to like run down all the shit that annoys us. Like all the stuff that like we hate, like I'm going to run down Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're going to shit all over, you know, s- something that you don't like. It's It's going to be just a lot. Fandoms. I'm just going to shit all over fandoms. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to shit all over, uh, like, internet wrestling fans. And, um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're just going to have the episodes where we just, like, rant about it. You're just going to shit all over Jared Leto. Um, mm-hmm. It's just going to be, like, an episode that's nothing but us just talking mad trash about all kinds of stuff. I love every part of this. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a special. Let's see. Okay, here's what we need to do. You ready for this? I got it. Yeah. Because uh, I have it in my calendar. Uh, that's going to be the, uh, we're going to do a special uh, two-shot for Festivus. And what we'll okay. do is the first part of Festivus, the Festivus episode, is we'll let people call in and give us shit about stuff that we've done. Or, or like that we do on the show or like whatever, we'll let people call in and air their grievances about us. And then we'll air our grievances about everything else. Into it. I like very, it. very, very into it. So yeah, we'll do a Festivus episode. That might be a Patreon only episode to do the Festivus episode. I'll have to tell uh, Pete and Donna, sorry, I need the dining room for an hour and a half. <laughs> be like, hey, hey. We need to clear some room. You're going to hear some people say some awful things about me. Actually. But we're going to do this. Might run an idea by you. Okay. All right. Off, off air. I might we'll, run an idea by you. We'll workshop this. Well, we got another, about another minute or so, and then we'll, we'll workshop some stuff off, uh, off, off, off recording. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like this. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, we'll, we'll plan some stuff. We can, we can. I like it. Hopefully by sometime soon, we'll be able to do another live show because I don't know. I think I speak for just me when I say I've got a poster in my car that I've just been waiting for the public to see. You've got a poster in your car that I've been waiting for the public oh to see. Oh, my God. Like I, I, the, let me tell you something. The, the, the text message picture that I sent does not do justice. Good. It good, is. Good, 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 good. It is a... I think I can advertise it as saying it's it's bigger than life size. Uh, <laughs> but it is one of my favorite stories of my entire life that I have purposely never shared on the podcast because it's something that has to be seen. 
there's a visual there's a visual aid that goes with it that you have to see to believe that at our at a live show we're going to do this. I don't know how, I don't know when, but we're going to do this. You know where I want to you know where I want to do it too. You know where I want to do our live show that I think would where? be a fun place to do. Uh you remember the uh the theater where we uh we had the haunted ween showing? God, yes. I think that would be like perfect size-wise and all of that. Like I think that would be pretty perfect. We should uh we should workshop something another idea off here all for right. that too. All right. Well, we'll uh we'll we'll start our workshop here in just a minute. Uh, cause that's my, like, I'm out, I'm out of, I don't know if you, what you've got left. I'm out. Oh, I'm dude. I, I, I peaked with behind the mask. So, <laughs> oh, well, uh, when you said that I, I didn't peak, but I climaxed when, uh, <laughs> you said behind the mask because, oh my God, do yourself a favor, uh, and watch behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. And then you can call in on the show and cry with us about why there's no sequel because, uh, yeah, pretty soon I think we're going to have the ability that we're going to be going live with these some of these shows if you want to. I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I don't Okay. We do. Anyway. We got some good stuff. We got some good stuff. Anyway, patreon.com slash FWB podcast if you want to, uh, you know, donate anything. If you want to give us a like, give us a share. Uh, make sure to pay attention to our feed on Friday because we will be uh, starting week one of 13 of the Friday the 13th series retrospective. I was setting that up for you to do the second part. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Friday the 13th retrospective. <laughs> oh, I love it when we do that. Yeah, yeah. D- don't edit that first part out. Oh, no, I won't. No, I'm, 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 listen, good, good, good. I'm too lazy to edit out something that's that funny. Uh, <laughs> good. And as always, my friends, stay safe. If anyone is listening to this, give us Time Splitters 4, give us The Rise of Leslie Vernon 2, and give Flanagan three more inches on his penis. Until then. Why would you want that? That is fair. That would be way too big. (laughs) Way too big. But until those things happen, or hopefully just two of the three because we don't want Flanagan to kill anyone, thank you for being our friends. (laughs) With benefit. My back hurts.